I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Killed by a car. Also ahead. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office and prosecutors at odds after an accused killer is mistakenly released. I'm Melissa Howell. Calls for immediate action after a new report of the D.C. Housing Authority. I'm Ian Kramer. Maryland loses to Purdue on a busy college football Saturday, and the commanders prepare to host Tennessee in Sunday NFL action. 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Thousands of people rallied across the U.S. Saturday for reproductive rights. Japara Stith marched in the nation's capital. It's a woman's body. Women's rights, like, it's about their body, so they should have the choice to do what they want with their bodies. And I don't like how lots of men have so much say in that decision when they can't get pregnant. Hurricane Julia has a bead on Central America. The National Hurricane Center's Daniel Brown. is forecast to move across Nicaragua on Sunday. And then actually exit the west coast of Nicaragua in the eastern Pacific as a tropical storm. We do have tropical storm warnings up for the west coast of Nicaragua. A key bridge linking Russia and Russian-annexed Crimea has been bombed. What's next? CBS's Michael George. The last comes as Ukrainian forces continue to retake more territory. With Russia losing ground, President Biden expressed concern about the threat of a Russian nuclear attack. At a fundraiser Thursday night, the president said, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. I think that is dangerous even to speak about it. In an interview with the BBC, Zelensky agreed with President Biden. I agree it is an Armageddon. It is the risk for the whole planet. He says the Kremlin is laying the groundwork to prepare the Russian public for the potential use of nuclear weapons. North Korea has conducted its seventh ballistic missile test in two weeks. More from reporter Alex Jensen in Seoul. North Korea's latest test, its seventh in two weeks, involved two short-range ballistic missiles fired toward open water in the early hours of the morning, according to South Korea's military. And while the South and the U.S. have condemned these launches as unlawful, the North insists they are self-defensive. We're getting closer to knowing who will play in the World Series later this month. Seattle Mariners came back from eight runs down to beat the Toronto Blue Jays 10-9. Cleveland's Oscar Gonzalez ended a marathon scoreless game with Tampa Bay in the 15th inning. A swing and a high fly! Deep off center field! It is gone! Tom Hamilton on Guardians Radio. Cleveland plays the Yankees while the Mariners play Houston in the division series that start on Tuesday. Peter King, CBS News. Sheriff's deputies in Yavapai County, Arizona, have shot and killed a man outside his home in a remote area north of Phoenix. The man's wife had warned the deputies in a 911 call that her husband might try to ambush them. The shooting on Friday of Thomas Hensler in Black Canyon City came after deputies responded to his wife's call. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 3.03 on Sunday morning, October 9, 2022. 44 of the nation's capital. Some frost in the outlying suburbs. Upper 30s and lower 40s for lows.
Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local stories you're following this hour. Demonstrators for abortion rights took to the streets in rallies across the nation on Saturday. On Capitol Hill, thousands took part in an event organized by the Women's March. They've come from far and wide to attend this demonstration, raising their voices a month before the midterm elections. I'm out here today to try to get our rights back as women. Stacy Lee made the trip from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, declaring that abortion should be legal, safe, and accessible to all women. If the government's going to force women to have babies, then the government needs to pay for everything for that child, period. All of the prenatal care, the birth costs, everything. The organizers are hoping this and other demonstrations in numerous cities give a boost to candidates favoring abortion rights in the November 8th congressional elections. On Capitol Hill, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Investigators in Arlington County continue to piece together what led to an elderly woman being hit and killed by a car. Police say the crash happened around 9 Saturday morning at the intersection of Little Falls Road and John Marshall Drive. They believe the driver of the striking car turned left from John Marshall Drive onto Little Falls Road and hit the 85-year-old woman as she was crossing in the crosswalk. The woman, Gwendolyn Hayes of Arlington, was taken to the hospital where she later died. The driver remained on the scene. It's the third fatal pedestrian crash on that stretch of Little Falls Road over the past eight years. 305, and a man accused of murder is back in custody. He was mistakenly released from the Loudoun County Jail earlier this week. The incident has led to questions about what happened. Commonwealth's attorneys are calling the mistake erroneous and say the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is responsible for the release of 25-year-old Stone Lee Colburn. He was found in Georgia and is now back in custody. He's accused of murdering his brother's girlfriend, Natalie Crow. Commonwealth's attorney, Buda Bibera, says the original murder charge was dismissed after a request for a second mental health evaluation was denied. Despite her office filing a new charge against Colburn for concealing a body, he was still released. The sheriff's office snapped back, saying prosecutors dropped the murder charge, which led to Colburn walking free. Bibberai has responded saying her office is disappointed by how the sheriff's office has mischaracterized his release. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. A top elections official in Prince William County is quitting, saying he's tired of the stress of the job. Much of it, he says, was brought on by local Republican leaders. Registrar Eric Olson says a GOP leader made phone calls to election officers suggesting they would be getting different election day assignments than the ones Olson had announced. In an interview with Inside Nova, Prince William County GOP Chair Denny Doherty says he was simply asking the county to honor the political party's right to pick their own representatives instead of having to accept the registrar's choices. The elections office also received a letter from a lawyer for the local GOP which threatened a lawsuit if Republicans didn't get more representation in the higher-ranking election chief and, ass and assistant chief roles. A D.C. council member is promising legislation to reform the district's housing authority after a federal report finds the agency loaded with problems. The D.C. housing authority is completely dysfunctional, failing its residents and the city. That from Councilwoman Alyssa Silverman to the 72-page report that finds D.C.H.A. is not providing safe and usable housing, over and undercharging tenants, listing units as vacant that are actually occupied, and at risk of being in default on federal contracts, among a host of other findings. Silverman calls it a blistering indictment and a wake-up call for urgent and immediate action. The councilwoman says she will introduce reform legislation soon to make sure the lowest-income residents have safe, high-quality, and secure housing. The Washington Post reports the Housing Authority has until November 30th to respond. A spokeswoman for the mayor says she will hold her comments until that response is into HUD.
Ann Kramer, WTOP News. Just ahead after traffic and weather. Two students fighting at a Maryland high school. One is accused of taking out a knife. I'm Nick Einelli. 307. The world's most advanced fighter engine is powering up for tomorrow's missions. Using proven technology, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 Enhanced Engine Package meets the needs of all F-35 operators while saving the taxpayer $40 billion in life cycle costs. Considering an extra engine for the F-35 is extra wasteful and extra risky, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 EEP is the smart decision. Learn more at prattwhitney.com slash F-135EEP. That's prattwhitney.com slash F-135EEP. Get on board. The water is open. It's time to go boating and fishing and leave stress in our wake. Feel the wind as we ride and a fish on the line. Reel in our first catch and feel the sun at our backs. It's get out on the water season. It's time to get on board. Find out where to get on board near you. Visit Take Me Fishing and Discover Boating to learn more. And please recreate responsibly. Get on board. 308. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Back to a busy Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Busy indeed. Thank you, Ian. If you're headed along the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, all lanes are currently shut down between Maryland 198 and 197. Looks like all the traffic that did get stuck between 198 and 197 was turned around. However, some listeners did inform us that they were stuck in those delays for up to three hours. Some much less, of course, but they had to maneuver folks on the southbound side in a very specific way to bring them back up towards 198. Now, uh, it does seem that all that traffic was cleared up. As of now, if you're headed southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you get detoured onto 198. And if you're headed northbound on the BW Parkway, you get detoured onto 197. Minimal delays for now. If you're trying to head through Laurel, though, go ahead and use I-95 or Route 1. It'll be your best bet. Headed across the Bay Bridge tonight, well, it looks like you've got two-way traffic on the eastbound span. A single lane gets by in either direction. Traffic in the district looking relatively quiet. It is, of course, crowded per usual on Long Bladensburg Road and New York Avenue. A little slow headed towards the 3rd Street Tunnel uh, as well. If you're headed on the southbound side of uh, Wisconsin Avenue, pretty crowded there as you make your way just south of Tunlaw, but not hearing about any accident scenes just yet. Might just be a little extra volume. Down in Virginia, 66 on the westbound side. Single lane gets by the work zone, headed past the Beltway. Same story on the eastbound side, just a single lane getting by. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team for Samara Theater unpacks this forecast for Sunday morning. A rather cold start to your Sunday with frost advisories and freeze warnings west of D.C. Temperatures this morning are climbing from the 30s and 40s into the low to mid-60s by this afternoon. High temperatures tomorrow will be in the upper 60s. The good news is we keep the sunshine around. Plenty of sunshine awaits for your Sunday and Monday. High temperatures on Monday get pretty close to 70 degrees. By Tuesday, we should be in the low to mid-70s. Tuesday also brings with it plenty of sunshine. We keep the sunshine around through much of the week. Mostly sunny for your Wednesday. High temperatures on Wednesday are likely to peak in the low to mid-70s again. Thursday, a small chance for showers. High temperatures on Thursday will be in the low 70s. Friday, we cool things back down in the 60s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 37 degrees already at Fort Belvoir. It's 47 in Silver Spring, 47 at Foggy Bottom. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence. Decks, papers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate.
It's 311 and expanding on what Carlos was telling you about in traffic. One person has died. A juvenile is in critical condition after a crash on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Happened about 930 in the northbound lanes of the parkway just north of Maryland Route 197 through Laurel. U.S. Park Police say the driver of one of the cars involved in the crash has died. The driver of a second car and three minors transported to hospitals. The driver and two kids in that car suffering injuries, not life-threatening, but a third juvenile hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. The BW Parkway, as Carlos told you, still closed between routes 197 and 198 for the investigation. Stay with WTOP for traffic and weather on the 8th for the latest information about the crash and the condition of the parkway. A man accused of stabbing someone in Prince George's County is facing several charges. Hyattsville police say it happened last Saturday near Hamilton Street and 31st Avenues. Witnesses tell police Rene Morales and a second man got into an argument with the third man before Morales stabbed the victim 17 times. The victim managed to walk off before approaching an off-duty Hyattsville detective a block away before he was taken to the hospital. Morales turned himself in on Wednesday. Being held without bond, he faces several charges, including first-degree attempted murder. The second man with Morales was questioned by police but is not facing charges. The victim's condition was upgraded this week from critical to stable condition. It's 312. Criminal charges are pending against a high school freshman in Frederick, accused of pulling out a weapon during a fight at school on Friday. Here's WTOP's Nick Ionelli. The 14-year-old girl who is not being identified because of her age is facing several charges, including assault, reckless endangerment, and having a dangerous weapon on school property. Frederick County Sheriff's deputies say the girl got into a fight with another student in the cafeteria at Governor Thomas Johnson High School. They say during the fight, she took out a 10-inch knife and held it in a threatening manner. The school resource officer there, who is a sheriff's deputy, was able to intervene and take the knife away. The girl was then taken into custody. No one was injured. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Just ahead on WTOP, Maryland loses and the commanders prep for Tennessee. Frank Anrahan with all the details next. It is 313. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cashback from Upside, I haven't had to cut back, even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I get 37% cash back on this meal, including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back on Upside. Oh, no. I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APPS for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Remember, use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase. Don't cut back. Get cash back with the free app from Upside. Get the top news of the day straight to your inbox. Sign up for WTOP's breaking news email alerts. Go to WTOP.com slash alerts. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 315, the update from Frank Hanrahan. Washington Commanders in action Sunday, 1 o'clock against the Tennessee Titans. Washington desperate for a win. They're 1-3. and three. They've yeah dropped three straight. Titans come in at 2-2, two and two, and they are a slight favorite on paper kickoff at 1 o'clock. College football on Saturday. Tough go for the Terps as they fall at home to Purdue, 31-29. Next up for 4-2 Maryland is the Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana lost to number 4 Michigan, 31-10. Virginia falls to Louisville, 34-17. Navy crushes Tulsa, 53-21. Virginia Tech lost at Pitt, 45-29. Louis State topping Virginia State. 41-14. Georgetown was a loser. Baseball playoff. Seattle was a winner. Comes from 8-1 down to beat Toronto 10-9. Win that series. Oscar Gonzalez, walk-off homer. Bottom of the 15th. Cleveland one-zip win over Tampa to win that series 2-0. Mets beat San Diego to stay alive. A decisive game three is on Sunday. Capitals closing in on the regular season. They wrapped up their final preseason game, skating by Columbus 4-3 in overtime. Back to college football, Alabama stays number one, you would think, after barely getting by Texas A&M 24-20, but they did not have their starting quarterback, Bryce Young, who was out with an injury. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're covering this morning on WTOP. Russian President Vladimir Putin is moving to tighten security along a key bridge to Crimea after an explosion early Saturday caused part of the bridge to collapse. The Kirsch Bridge is an important supply artery in the Kremlin's faltering war effort in southern Ukraine. North Korea fired two short-range ballistic missiles toward its eastern waters, the latest in a recent barrage of weapons tests. The launch comes one day after the North warned that the redeployment of a U.S. aircraft carrier near the Korean peninsula was inflaming regional tensions. Thousands of women marched and held rallies all around the country yesterday, including here in D.C. The Women's March demonstrations were calling for more support for midterm election candidates who support women's reproductive rights. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. 317, and after a rough flu season in the Southern Hemisphere's just-completed winter, health officials here are hoping you will be rolling up your sleeve very soon to get a shot. U.S. health experts are encouraging all Americans to get a flu vaccine. They expect this could be a highly infectious year. Also, for the first time, health officials are recommending people 65 and older receive a high-dose flu vaccine or adjuvanted flu vaccine. An adjuvant is added to the vaccine to create a stronger immune response. That CBS is Michael George. Students caught with booze at Virginia Commonwealth University is down, way down as it turns out, down 93% over the past five years. This according to the school's annual crime report released last month. One possible reason, students, maybe some of them, switched from drinking alcohol to smoking pot, which became legal in Virginia for adults 21 and older. 318. Traffic and weather on the 8th and back to Carlos Ramirez. Thanks, Ian. And of course, we have been talking about the incident that did happen along the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. And as the investigation does continue, all lanes remain closed. Traffic cannot get past 198 if you're coming southbound. In fact, southbound traffic gets forced to take 198. If you're headed northbound, traffic is forced to take 197. Keep that in mind as you head out the door this morning. You will likely have to opt for I-95 or Route 1. Those are both better options tonight, or rather this morning. I-270 looks good from the Frederick area all the way down towards the Capitol Beltway. No issues on the outer loop towards the American Legion Bridge. Uh, looks like we may have a little bit of a work zone there on the ramp that takes you onto the southbound side of the GW Parkway from the outer loop of the Beltway. Just watch out for that. A little crowded through that area. 66 headed eastbound past Nutley Street towards the Beltway. 
as a single lane getting by the work zone. Same story as you had westbound past the Beltway, just a single lane getting by right now with minimal delays. If you're headed eastbound on 66, there was a work zone on the ramp to westbound 50. It looks like it may just about be cleared up. Uh, it may be the case uh, that uh, they're just about ready to pick up those cones. So for now, uh, you are able to head eastbound, but not westbound on Route 50. I-95 looks great from the Fredericksburg area through Stafford, Woodbridge, and up towards the Springfield Interchange. There's a fender bender there near the Fairfax County Parkway. Just give them a little extra room. Looks like they're over on the right shoulder. So just step out of that right lane. Give them a little extra space, of course. Outer loop of the Beltway looks great. Headed towards the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. 210 Branch Avenue and 301 all completely up to speed. Not hearing about any accident scenes or incidents as of now. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Samara Theodore with this forecast for Sunday morning. A chilly start this morning with temperatures down into the 30s and 40s. In fact, west of D.C., we have frost advisories and freeze warnings in place through this morning. Temperatures this afternoon will peak in the low 60s. Another day filled with sunshine and dry conditions. Monday, also mostly sunny and dry. High temperatures on Monday will be in the upper 60s, pretty close to 70 degrees. Well, we should make it to the 70-degree mark by Tuesday. Low to mid-70s expected with sunny skies. Blue skies on your Wednesday as well with high temperatures on Wednesday in the 70s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 47 by the water in Annapolis. It's 41 in Bowie, 43 in Leesburg. And it's all brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Just ahead, why butter might occupy a new space at your supermarket. 321. When I was younger, I may have did some stupid things, even committed some crimes, but I am not a criminal. I work for youth advocate programs, yet I was Tamani's advocate, helping him stay out of jail, stay in the neighborhood, and get a job. As a little kid, I experienced trauma and I acted out. Made some mistakes, but I'm not a mistake. As Jalen's YAP advocate, I'm always here for her. YAP is a community-based alternative to youth incarceration and neighborhood violence. Youth advocate programs. Learn how at yapinc.org. Parents make a lot of promises to their kids. We promise to be there every step of the way, especially on those wobbly first steps. We promise to always keep them safe. I mean, nothing's more important to us than that. And now, all kids six months and older can get a COVID vaccine. So we've got another way to keep that promise. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you, as a police officer, we're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. So the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. This is WTOP News. It's 322. Democrats in Fairfax County have nominated Holly Seibold as their candidate in a special election to fill an open seat in the Virginia House of Delegates. Dem Delegate Mark Keem, a six-term Democrat, is stepping down for a job in the Biden administration. Seibold, a former Fairfax County school teacher, will face voters in a special election in January. District 35, which includes McLean, Tyson, Dunloring, and other parts of Fairfax County, has been in Democratic hands since 2003. The chair of the Montgomery County Planning Board is denying accusations in the latest chapter. 
to unfold at the agency facing controversy. Planning Board Chair Casey Anderson strongly denies contents of a leaked email, which accuses him of creating a hostile workplace. Bethesda Magazine says Anderson says the allegations are false and he will not be resigning as chair of the planning board. Anderson was reprimanded recently by the Montgomery County Council and stripped of four weeks' pay when the council learned he had kept a well-stocked liquor cabinet in his office, according to Maryland Matters. The director of the planning board, Gwen Wright, was ousted by the board Friday, two months before scheduled retirement. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Campaign 2022 on WTOP. Keep an eye on your mailbox. Ballots are being mailed out this week across D.C. as voters will choose candidates for a number of major races, including mayor and two council at-large seats. Here's WTOP's Nick Ionelli. Actively mailing ballots out is something that started in D.C. when the pandemic began. Those changes were very popular then and very convenient for voters, and that's why we've still been using those same approaches for voters to cast their ballots. And this week, more than 500,000 ballots are being mailed out, one going to every registered voter in the city. Nick Jacobs with the D.C. Board of Elections says you can mail the ballot back or put it in a drop box. Drop boxes will be opening on October 14th. And if you want to vote in person. Early in-person voting in D.C. starts on October 31st. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Metro wants to crack down on people who aren't paying their fare to ride the bus or the train. The campaign begins with an ad campaign warning, uh, an ad campaign warning period all month long. Metro already doesn't have enough money. Its next budget has a shortfall of nearly $185 million, and fare evasions this year will end up costing an estimated $40 million in lost revenue. D.C. has decriminalized fare gate evasion, but when Metro Transit Police start handing out citations next month, fines could cost $50, and in Maryland and Virginia, fines could cost up to 100 bucks. Also next month, fare gate areas in some metro stations will test modifications, such as higher barriers. Christy King, WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP 325 with Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Food prices spiked close to 11.5% in September over last year. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says that's the biggest year-over-year increase since May of 1979. Grocery prices were up 13.5%. That may change not only what we buy at stores, but how grocery stores sell certain items. There's certain categories like butter, which is over you know, 24% of a price increase. Food industry analyst Phil Lempert, editor of supermarketguru.com, says that makes butter a target. We're going to start to see some of those items, like butter, have the highest theft that we've ever seen before. He thinks we'll start to see butter move out of its usual place in the dairy aisle and under guard. We might well see butter at the front of the store and having a store clerk watching out for that butter theft. He says it's common sense. Stores will have to be eagle-eyed. He says stores can't lock up those items for a simple reason. They don't have the labor to unlock those cases. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. Just ahead this morning after traffic and weather, Russia tightened security on a key bridge to the Crimea after it's rocked by a Saturday explosion. 326. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California, choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix. You think your dog deserves the best for the holidays. BarkBox knows they do. And the best is exactly what BarkBox delivers every month. 
You'll get fun-themed goodies curated for your dog, and you'll be joining a community of pups and their people. We're celebrating sugar season with a double batch of irresistible toys, treats, and chews from our season sweetings-themed box. To start spoiling your dog and get your free upgrade, visit BarkBox.com slash podcast.